that was maybe my first introduction was really whichever song was on that best hits of broad mm-hmm. best four disc it was four disc i remember it best, very well did you say best hits of broadway best That's hits. I, <laughs> I think the show Nathan is Lane, best a little hits bit of broadway. <laughs> yeah he does or actually really gary beach has the best hits of broadway really is really good <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 102 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your best friend's production of The Odd Couple Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms and our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Theater Nerds Podcast is in our show notes. Go do it do it that's right and also kick off 2024 by helping us out and other theater nerds by leaving a review and star rating on spotify and apple podcasts that's right to find out more about this theater nerd cult which repeatedly my wife is like why do you call it a cult like every episode she's she listens she's like what what um check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. In today's episode, we're discussing the producers. I wanna be a producer with a hit show on Broadway. Yeah. That's it. We're just doing lots of shimmying. All right, Rachel, here we are. Happy late January. It's the end of January. Literally the final countdown. (laughs) It's so close. Yeah. I know. I feel like January went by fast, but also slow. Is that weird to say? No, that's exactly how it always Mm -hmm. is. You're like, oh, I'm going to have so much time to do things because January is like the longest month in the history Mm -hmm. of months. And it's going to be, you know, slow. I'm going to get my stuff going. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, it's the end of January. Now it's February. Mm -hmm. And I think also the snow really, for me personally, really sped up. I missed a whole week in there, which is all gone. I don't know where it went. (laughs) And at least for all those doing dry January, it's almost over. So good for you. Enjoy. Enjoy alcohol february i don't know get drunk getting alcohol. drunk february <laughs> uh well also this is the moment where you realize did you make intentions that you are going to keep because it's the end of january so how are you yeah, doing my, just a quick my check intention in. so far was to have a better morning and evening routine and so far that has half happened <laughs> like which one the morning but or the evening it's it depends on the day <laughs> um and i made it's funny we have canva for our like um show art for 
our Instagram and social media. And so I made a little like morning and evening routine thing on our, on our Canva and it's really cute, but I just haven't gone and printed it out yet. So maybe when I eventually <laughs> print that out in like June, <laughs> yeah, halfway no. through the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will uh, see a visual on my mirror and be like, Hey, you need to get this together. <laughs> you got to do that. Got to yeah. get it. Yeah. No, but I did start a new shampoo. I, I, shampoo and conditioner and body wash like new brand so Ooh. i know it's a big year for 2024 and taylor's yes, new hair exactly. product i think that's i think that's more of a big in deal that order maybe the other order actually. yeah yeah um hair. not a sponsor but billy jealousy is the brand <laughs> and it has little devil horns it's actually kind of cute except oh, cute. it's very expensive okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of things to discuss today. <laughs> this episode, for those, uh, when we said on our last Lala Bland that we wouldn't do any more Lala Blands for a for while. For a while. Yeah, we moved, we moved uh, this one up and we will discuss that later and why. Um, but before we get into all of that about producing, we got to do our weekly Broadway theater news current Broadway theater news segment. What's the buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. 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 What's There's the a lot of buzz. There's so oh much. God. Yeah. Oh, and I think it's because we uh, we have not recorded in nine days ten or something days. like that. Yeah, ten uh-huh. days. So just be, the way our schedules lined up. Um, so there's been a lot happening in the past and and honestly I left some things out because I was like there's just too much. This so, is too many things. Yeah. Just do one. Schmigadoon, our first piece of buzz, gets canceled before season three. I was kind of sad by this, even though I didn't watch season two. Oh, Taylor. I have not watched You're it. the problem. I they looked the problem. at the ratings and they said if one more person had watched this show, we would have continued <laughs> yeah. with Mm-hmm. it's all my fault I, you're right yeah it's all your fault I, what's crazy i mean i understand i mean they canceled it after they said they were gonna have a season so i hate that right like they mm-hmm. already said mm-hmm. there was gonna be a season so there was work yeah. done on the season 25 new songs were written for that season and yeah. then it got Insane. canceled mm-hmm. so i'm also this is like if, if the great gatsby didn't go to broadway this season <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's kind of one of those moments where you're like, well, what are we going to do with all those cut songs? Is someone else going to mm-hmm. be able to pick up the show? Do you think that Max or somewhere else would pick up the show? I don't know. But either way, like they writ- they wrote all of this stuff. It's And they wrote a they season. Writ they wrote it. They did it. Yeah. And yeah. they wrote it already. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think the shows? Because wasn't the second season like Sweeney Todd and Chicago? And yeah. Yeah. What do you think the third season would have been like another era, like Hamilton? No, (laughs) like the modern era. No, I mean, but maybe like rent. Oh, true. Yeah. Like that was the set, right? That was seven, like seventies, eighties. Right. And so it would have been seventies, late seventies. So this and eighties. And so this Mm -hmm. would have been like late eighties, early Mm nineties, mid nineties and ragtime and the Lion King. I'm all down. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Beauty and the Beast, Miss Saigon, Ragtime. Right, right. Oh, yeah. The helicopter. Yeah. Falsetto. Oof. Wow. 
heavy hitters in the 90s uh, yeah so yeah so good um yeah i i hope someone picks it up but i feel like if it hasn't like i feel like schmigadoon had a cult following but it's not like uh like brooklyn 99 had a can't got canceled and then got picked up like it's not like that where it yeah. like had a huge following so i wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get picked up but we'll see i mean crazier yeah. things have happened so it's true maybe they'll We're do sorry, a movie schmigadoon yeah. the movie oh, Shm- or just release the songs or just do it on release stage. a cast album <laughs> Plot twist, Smash is actually Schmigadoon, <laughs> season three. Yeah, she's actually Schmigadoon. Amazing. Um, how did Nance uh, in Ohio came out with the original is, cast recording? Sad. Yeah. I know. And then three days later, basically announced that it was closing on February 11th, which is very soon. I mean, that's like two weeks from now. Yeah. So, so if you sad. haven't seen it, get your tickets and go. Um, listen to the cast album. We are I'm, doing a Maybe that was Harmony, but they're doing a buy one, get one free. Is that Harmony or is it this? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. I do know that um, I'm hoping for some rights. I'm hoping that they license this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that that would be awesome. Or Rachel's going to perform it in her. In I her just town. want the. I honestly, it would be great if it toured. Yeah. Talk about yeah. accessibility and like just mm-hmm. all of that and a great story. And yeah. I just, but I don't it's know. Closing too soon. Closing too soon for sure, but I don't know if it couldn't recoup its investment on Broadway. I think feel I like a tour is like too much. Yeah, maybe like, but we'll see. Time yeah, will tell. For sure, we will be talking about how to dance in Ohio later on in the not this show, but later on in the show in the macro sense. Um, in our podcast, so get, yeah, in our podcast, get ready for that. Um, Michael Stuhlberg will. This literally happened minutes after we ended. Our spring theater preview. (laughs) We'll start in Peter Morgan's Patriots, which is a 12-week limited run opening on April 22nd. Possibility for Tony. So 20 shows coming to Broadway. Yeah, 20 shows. And then, like, like, what did I see? Like, 13 are closing or something like that? It's crazy. Did I send you that TikTok where it shows all the – it's got the spreadsheet of all the theaters and what's in them? You probably did. I just need I'll to go link. back and watch it. We'll link in the show notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do want to stop and pause here since we're talking about um, openings and closings. As of releasing this, this show will have closed, which is Gutenberg. Yeah. Um, closed yesterday. And obviously, it's done. In- I think it's done incredibly well for its limited run. Mm-hmm. I think that's in part to that there's the two stars are in it, but then also the producer, LOL producers that we're talking about today. Um, it was a big part of it. One of the producers that we'll be talking about, I think, wait, what, was Matthew? I know Nathan Lane was I'm wondering if Matthew Broderick was, I think so, um, but I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it was commercially successful. Here's my big question. It, do you think this show will be nominated for Tony's? Like, with all with the whole season, like will it be remembered by by June? Yeah. You think so? <laughs> yeah. It was a very you were like, yeah, question mark. I do. I just wonder um what eligibility like I you know, what other eligibilities work within the show. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. 
direction. Just... It was really good direction of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if best actor ends up being not stacked, I could see Andrew and Josh getting in. But I mean, we just we'll have to see. Because mm-hmm. right now, I guess it's like Eddie Redmayne, Jonathan Groff. I mean, the Notebook guy. I don't even know. <laughs> but Grant Gustin we... from Water for Elephants. I guess Jeremy oh, wow. Jordan for Great Gatsby. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say there yeah. feels like there's yeah. quite a few. Yeah. So I wish they could like, as a pair, like both of them would win. Like kind of like this, sh- the producers. Like I wish both of them could win together. That yeah. would be so great. But, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because I'm excited that they got to do it. But it is, and you know, it was a limited run, so they always were going to close. But I'm, I'm sad that they're closing because I think yeah. it's always so fun to see like who the producer is going to be. The fact that Hillary Clinton was on this past <laughs> week is wild. I was like, what? Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Well, happy trails to Gutenberg. Happy trails. Happy trails. What else we got, Rachel? Lots of things. Uh, we learned that Jess Folly is going to star in Burlesque, the musical that's going to open in the West End. Mm-hmm. So that's Very exciting. exciting. Very Another exciting. movie turned musical, and maybe we'll get a movie musical. Movie musical. <laughs> musical. <laughs> A movie, a musical, a movie, yeah. musical movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like and that. That's not marketed as a musical. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. Do you want to talk about the Oscar nominations? Yeah. I'll quickly mention the Oscar yeah. nominations happened this week. Broadway fair stars, Coleman Domingo, Danielle Brooks, who is reprising her role from the revival of the color purple and mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper and more received Oscar nominations. Very exciting. It's honestly last year was is was and is an exciting year for film. And so I highly recommend watching a lot of the movies that were nominated. And yeah, it's exciting. And I think we're we'll be seeing a lot of these stars on the stage as well because a lot of them came from the stage. So I think they'll flip flop between the two, which is exciting. I, I really love Coleman Domingo as a performer, and I think he's going far. And really, I put this next bit of buzz on here, too, because crazy. it's crazy. He's going to star and direct in uh, Nat King Cole biopic, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he sings the Christmas song. In- <laughs> That's one of my favorite Nat King Cole. I think he sings yeah. that, right? Isn't that Nat King mm-hmm. Cole? Mm-hmm. Um. And he was he was so good in The Color Purple as Mr. And I kind of wished he'd gotten nominated for that, to be honest. He's mm-hmm. so talented. Um, but I'm just I feel like he's been on the rise for a couple of years and so very exciting. But he's done so much theater. I was watching an interview with him and he's he's done a lot of theater like back in he used to put on like one man shows and like all these things. So very cool. That's cool. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I think we're living in the yeah. age of biopics, and um, I made the mistake of saying that I'm not really interested in them and haven't seen a lot of them. And then I saw the preview for the Bob Marley biopic, and I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, that I'm looks great. It. Yeah, I love the like Bob Marley Cohen so and so dash whatever. Like it's like yeah. the longest title in the world. Yeah, one love something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One life to. But freedom it looks really good. It looks really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, so. it does look good. 
Um, also, really this, good. whoa, and steamy. and steamy. I looked at these photos and I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So we got a first look um, in photos of the Adams Family West End production um, with Ramen. Yeah, Ramen, Ramen, Ramen. Ramin, thank you. Ramen. Um, he's not a noodle. He's not Ramin. a noodle soup. <laughs> Carm Blue. I can't say yeah. anything. And Michelle Visage. Um, and Michelle, I was like, hello. I know. This is hot yeah. Adams family. This is like it, hot previous territory Adam's of Fleet Yeah, this is sexy Adams family. I mean, also if you look, I mean, I guess what? Um, it wasn't Brooke. Um BB Newworth. BB Newworth was hot in the original, sure. but then Nathan Lane not is like, like this. You know, he's I mean, Lane, Ramin but... looks. Uh, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We went know. from Phantom to mm-hmm. whatever he played in Anastasia to yeah. back mm-hmm. to Phantom to mm-hmm. this. I'm yeah. sure he was doing. He's done lots of things. I mean, and then Andreas, uh, of course. Oh yeah. Where yeah he started. Yes, yes. yes. Can't forget his roots. Sorry. Um, <laughs> always comes yeah. back. Yeah, always comes back. Uh, yeah, I would. Lo- I wonder if this will transfer to to Broadway. I hope so. <laughs> we need a revival. This was on no. Broadway for like the shortest period of time, and it was mm-hmm. during like mm-hmm. right. Catch me if you can was on Broadway, and mm-hmm. it just it's such a good musical. Love people. I've heard people complain about it, and I'm like, no, there's no hate for this musical. It's so fun. No hate. The score no hate. is amazing. Whatever. Yeah, Come at me. it's so good. Come at me. Yeah. Speaking of sexy, Alan Cumming it will bring his solo show to 54 Below on March 11th, which is just around the corner. It's for one night only. Go get your tickets. I wish I could be there. Anywhere. Wow. I know. I know. I do. I also speaking of one solo show, the Gavin Creel solo show that happened. Yeah. Off Broadway. Window. I've what heard. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Is I've heard is incredible and like needs yeah. to be on Broadway and like everyone like people were like weeping at it like I've heard it's they extended it they extended it yes. because so mm-hmm. many people were going to see it mm-hmm. and that I was with that uh, MCC Theater yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so great mm-hmm. um what this next bit of news was interesting I told you didn't I tell you this was coming did you I, didn't I, I we don't talk remember. about how Beauty and the Beast was gonna come back to life. I we thought it was going to have a revival on Broadway, but not well, do it. Why would you do a tour jokes. first? Jokes. We're doing a tour 2025 to assess if we can yeah. kick Aladdin out of the new Amsterdam theater. So in 2025. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, setting Disney's up the Beauty vibes the to see if, if it does so. well. I think so. Disney, what, how much money do you have? Because so isn't a tour money. more expensive than a Broadway? I, it, I don't. I guess it depends, though, right? Because it's a specific yeah. amount of time. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, you have to sell out. The, right. I think that the budgeting probably is a lot mm-hmm. easier to make possible. Yeah. And the sets can't be as elaborate. Like you, t- you do cut a few corners related True. to stuff, although you do have to pay for travel and all that. I mean, I don't that's know. what anyway. I'm saying. And all but, the hotels, don't they pay for the hotels for the actors? Yeah, like, But like you, but right. Aren't you going, you're getting, you're only there for like se- six shows, seven shows. It's easy to sell yeah. out seven shows in Atlanta, Nashville, and right. somewhere in the middle of nowhere where mm-hmm. the Broadway comes. You know, I, I, it's maybe mm-hmm. a smart decision. Anyway, all this to I mean, say, the Beast is a brand, so like people know it, so people will go. But yes, 
2025 yeah. national tour of Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that feels so far away. I don't know why, but it's only a year away. So, uh, yeah, that's exciting. If it comes to my area, I will try and go and see it. So, I love Beauty we, and the Beast. I think it's great. I think that they'll have to get some good Belle and Beast people on the tour. Yeah, that's what's interesting about starting with the tour is like normally a tour is like, I mean, like the Into the Woods tour was interesting because it was like all Broadway people, but normally it's like third, second or third tier people that go on tour, which is fine. It's great. But yeah, it's a, it'll be interesting to see. I know it would be mm-hmm. funny if it's like, I don't know, Renee Rapp in Beauty and the Beast. Katie Rose Clark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Katie was like, I don't know. Is she a little old? I love her, but I don't know. She could be like Babette or Mrs. Potts. <laughs> Maybe not Mrs. Potts. She's not Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big cast <sighs> though, and it's gonna be a lot it's I've heard it's gonna be like very different. Well, and so. I saw Beauty and the Beast in the sh- in Chicago. hmm So that was fun. I saw it in twenty twelve on a tour. Yeah. Um, in Richmond, and it was wonderful. I loved it. It was, it was very so magical. It's not on my mm-hmm. birthday. It was great. Oh. The day that um William and Kate got married, I saw it. Wow, it was a big. I day. know they got married on my birthday. I didn't get up and watch it, but I went and saw the the William and Kate happened. I went and saw the prom. Do you remember that Disney movie, The Prom? No. Yeah, it wasn't that great. And then I went and saw Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> It was a big day. That is a big day. Um, Back to the Future, speaking of 2025, is going to, these next three things are all 2025, Mm -hmm. are going, is going to premiere in Japan, big Back to the Future heads in Japan, apparently, in 2025. Yeah. Marty McFly is huge there. I still can't imagine if it was like Hello Kitty and then Marty McFly. (laughs) I can't believe this is still happening. Like, it's still running? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a brand, so, like, people know what to expect, I guess. I thought it would announce a closing for sure in January. Like, that it would announce a closure. Are you looking at the groceries? No. But I'm just saying, based off... This was was my prediction based off of before it came to Broadway. Right. Right. I doubt, just because of the season, I don't think it's going to get any nominations. And if it does, yeah. it would be, like, production design, maybe? Or, co- I don't even know about costumes, because, like, I don't know. Maybe choreography? I've heard the choreography is good. I don't know. It's very interesting. Well, we'll and doesn't, see. what's his name? Isn't what's his name? Um, The guy who's in the producers, he's in this, right? He is. Oh, Roger Burt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's He's Doc Doc Brown. He's Doc. Yeah. 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 Yeah, He's, he looks very good. He's, but Roger Burt's great in like everything he does. So Hercules, when is it coming to Broadway? Um, Give us what we want, Disney. Give us what we want. We don't. We need the Beast National Tour. We want Hercules. We want Hercules. Honestly, if, or we want Hunchback on Broadway. That's really what we want. Just give us something. Yeah. Newsy's revival. (laughs) Um, The Betty Boop musical. I know. Oh my goodness. Betty Boop musical, which apparently did really well in, was it Chicago? Is that where it ran? Or, Mm. I don't know. We'll have to look. Hold on. Pause. It's going to open on Broadway in 2025. 
I think the most exciting thing about this is that it's not another show opening this season. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's great. It's not another. Yes, I think it's Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Um, Schmigadoon, yeah. once again. Schmigadoon. I, I mean, this isn't surprising. It got good no, reviews No, this is not Chicago. surprising. And there um, and the yeah. and the media was pretty good, like in terms of the social media mm-hmm. and the marketing. I think it's similar yeah. to like try it's trying to also a smart move. Smart move not to move until twenty twenty five. You mm-hmm. gotta let this season pan out. Mm-hmm. You gotta build your audience. Yeah. I this is one of those things we've talked about last week. If you can't build an audience, it's really hard to have people come to your show. It's really hard then yep. to recoup, let alone just stay in business. If mm-hmm. you don't already have an audience and if you don't already have an audience, you have to build it. And so yeah, to come exactly. into, I mean, Producing. people like Betty Boop, but not that many people. And people are like, what the hell is Betty Boop? Right. The musical going to be, right. but for them to wait so long and to build some momentum and, you know, to come and they've been doing some good marketing teases, even when the show was in Chicago. So. Right. Yeah. And again, it's all about a lot of the time. Not a lot of the time, but I think in the past, it's a lot of producers have thought, oh, I want to get the right theater for this show. Like, what theater? And I think waiting till 2025, they can almost wait and get whatever theater they probably want because who knows what's mm-hmm. going to be on then. I mean, the big hitters will still be there, but maybe they'll be able to get a theater they really want. So that's exciting yeah, for them. That's exciting. Also, I want to say um, I found out personal news that um moulin rouge is coming to my town as that's exciting yeah Mm, when is that uh sometime next season this is their teaser for us to get tickets for next season Mm. my local theater i think one of them's announcing next season i think the the little theater of norfolk i think is doing sweeney todd which is exciting so crazy um I know, because they posted, like, little photos each day, and one of them was, like, a barber chair, and so everyone was commenting, like, Sweeney Todd, Sweeney Todd. Like, hint photos they were posting. Like, oh, that's cool. I love a hint yeah. photo. Yes, they were doing that. So I think cool. they're announcing next week. I love, to, I love when people announce seasons. So much fun. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Yeah. What's our last thing? Picks, picks. Picks, and we got video of the first one, but yeah. picks mm-hmm. of and video from Once Upon a Mattress at New York City Center Encore's production. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, Sutton Foster singing Shy Slay. Yeah. Like, this is I one of those say, ones where you're like, will this transfer to Broadway? Yeah, I was wondering that. And maybe in the fall. Is I don't know if we would do it this season. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, I just, like, maybe the summer would be nice. Like, could it just open yeah. in June? I guess there's, I mean, that's what Into the Woods did, but I guess there's not a lot of revivals this season, if you think about it. So it mm-hmm. could, it could sneak in there. I will say, I love, obviously, we love Sutton Foster. We did a whole deep dive on her. Go listen to it. This was the first time I was like, Sutton's getting a little old. Like, I she is old. Her. Of course she's old. No, I know. But I was like, wow. I was really like, yeah, and she hasn't done a show in a while. She hasn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, she went and did anything goes in the West End. Um, but yeah, I'm mm-hmm. excited for her. Of course, she's going to be in, in Sweeney Todd with Aaron. Um, so maybe they'll announce. Uh, 
But I feel like it's not getting like the exact same buzz as like Into the Woods did. But it yeah. is interesting. The costumes are very colorful, and that reminded me yeah, of Into the Woods. Yeah, the set so. design is gorgeous. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty pictures. Really cool. And then we also got um, pictures from Mu- uh, Music City. Wow. We got pictures from MCC Theaters, The Connector uh, by Ra- uh, Jason Robert Brown. Can I talk? I said Grayson. It's okay. Grayson right. Robert Brown. Yeah. Ramen Caramelou. Um, I absolutely Robin. would love to see this show. It looks so fascinating. Starring Ben, ben Levy Ross. Which is exciting. It looks. He looks. I just. I saved yeah. it because I saved it on my Instagram because I was like, mm-hmm. I need to come back and like take a moment. These pictures are beautiful. When not Rachel's in like a sexual in way, bed, but like no, it. not like in a sexual way. Not like a salt in a way, burn like, way. It's so gorgeous. I just needed to like not just scroll yeah. through it. Is what mm-hmm. I needed to come mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Take it all in. I think this will hopefully transfer in the fall to Broadway, which would be exciting. I've heard it's wonderful. It's been getting very good reviews. And I was scrolling on MCC's website, the the show website, and they have free childcare offered to parents during the matinee shows. And I was like, why doesn't every show do this? <laughs> like that would be amazing. I was like, Once you, again, we say so many people would come. Yeah. yeah. So many people would come to your show mm-hmm. if you had that. Do you realize that? Wow, amazing. I realize that is hard to coordinate, but wow, amazing. Good for you, MCC. MCC is really awesome, and they're a nonprofit. Mm, We love that. Yeah. We love a nonprofit. This podcast is a nonprofit. Um, (laughs) Not legally speaking, but yes. Yeah. You know, that is our buzz for this week. Lots, lots happening. What do you think of Sexy Gomez? That's all I want to say. Well, besides um, the fact that I can't say his name, right? Um, yeah. I'm I'm into okay. this. Of course. Now we transition to our main course, which is our Lala Bland, the producers, the 2005 musical comedy film based on the producers' musical by Mel Brooks and Thomas Meehan, and the producers by Mel Brooks. Again, this was the pre Mean Girls, Color Purple. Where and hairspray, I guess, where it was a movie, and then it was a musical, and then it was a movie musical. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we we were doing this because we talked about how we wanted to do episodes on producing because we did our business of Broadway episode, which was so much fun. Um, and we have a fun episode next week where we're gonna interview a producer. We're excited about that. And yeah, we, were we gonna, are excited. Yes, Sorry, it's very I fun. Didn't it's know a, yeah. Waiting no, for me no. to respond. No. Yeah. Um, we had so much fun. We decided. Uh, I mean, we awesome. were gonna talk for like forty minutes, and then it ended up being like two hours later. So much yeah. fun. Y'all will, y'all were, will get that in your feeds next week, and it's so much fun. And we decided to push that up, and you guys will hear why next week. Mm-hmm. Why we decided mm-hmm. to push these episodes up. And Rachel was like, "It would be so fun if we did the producers before that one." So that's why we're doing this, and it's so much fun. This, sh- fun. this show, this movie is just wild. It's so wild. Um. Uh, it's yeah. so wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was telling, Tay asked me before we recorded if I've seen this movie or if we've seen this movie before. And Tay mm-hmm. said he'd seen it once before. And I said, I know I've seen it at least once before. This was the first time I watched for content. And I really <laughs> meant that. Like, I was like, Amazing. oh. Have you ever seen oh, it live? No. Have you ever seen this show no, then? No, I haven't either. 
They did it in Richmond, I think, once, like at, at like Dogwood Dell or something. How many and years ago? That's my real question. I don't even know. Because it's been around a long time. It's been around over 20 years. So, I mean, and the, the musical, the movie has been around way longer than that. Mm-hmm. But not mm-hmm. this movie, the regular movie, not the musical movie. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this movie was released on December 16, 2005. Um, would you like to guess the critic Rotten Tomato score, Rachel? <laughs> 78.4? No. It is lower than that. <laughs> okay. It is 51%. Oh. I know. I know. Wow. That makes so sense crazy. to me. That makes sense to me, though. Yeah, it does. It does. And then the audience score is 63%. Oh, wow. That's lower than so, I thought it would be. Okay. I would love to see it be done, to be honest, because I'm... I mean, I do kind of feel that this is basically just the musical in movie form. Like, they Mm -hmm. didn't change Mm -hmm. a lot. They didn't, like, they cut three songs. Three songs, I think. Mm -hmm. King of Broadway, In Old Bavaria, and Where Did We Go Right? Which is funny. That's similar to an Adams Family song. Where Did We Go Wrong? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Full circle. Full circle, Nathan Lane. Um. King of Broadway, though, one of the best songs in the show, I will yeah. say. Yeah. Which I'm kind of sad. It, that sad wasn't it's not in here. Um, yeah. There's definitely a song or two I would have cut for King of Broadway. <laughs> so I was going to say the whole time I was watching this movie, I just was thinking this could never be done now. This could never That's be done That's what I was going to ask you. That was one of the first things is that, like... I just think kept this, thinking this it. No, I just, now. I literally I kept thinking it. Like, because mm-hmm. at first you're like, oh, ha, 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 he, he, you know, like the first, the, the opening, the opening yeah. scene after the opening number, the opening scene is this, first of all, wait, I do want to just quickly go over the layout that I saw very interesting at the beginning that once again, when I'm looking for content, I didn't, this was my mm-hmm. first time noticing. So you literally open with an opening number like mm-hmm. talking about the flop that has happened and then the right. Hamlet first, musical. Right. Yeah. Funny boy. But then the first scene so is a good. very, very, very long scene of dialogue yeah. until mm-hmm. you get to the song at the very end of that scene that transitions them to the next part. But it's a very long straight dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's one of the longest parts of straight dialogue in the, it might be is the longest part of straight dialogue right. in the entire movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i found that fascinating because i'm like it's this is a musical right because you kind of like open with that right. musical number and then you're like what but mm-hmm. but i will say um the first scene is like weird and there's a lot of things and and hey, bloom would Leo you kind of guys this movie as campy no, 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 no. I I think it's insulting. <laughs> and that's why I think I think it works. I think it's like sketch mm-hmm. comedy where in like yeah. slapstick comedy, like it works for a certain period of time and then it doesn't work. Um mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. Leo Bloom's character, he's clearly like he's playing up his anxiety, but also in a way that like potentially is 
if it was trying to represent someone who's maybe, I mean, we didn't have words for this when the original mm -hmm. production was written, but like if someone was on the autism spectrum, like there's just right. a lot of things right. where he, it's all play, it's everything over -exaggerated. is played. Yes, everything right. is, the whole movie, everything's over exaggerated, mm -hmm. play for laughs. But the first scene, I'm like, okay, this is a lot, but I feel like if we made just slightly different choices, we could deal with it. Like basically the guy sleeping mm -hmm. with the women, old women <laughs> to mm -hmm. swindle them mm -hmm. out of money. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we could do this. And then you get, and then you get basically to the point where you get to the play of what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. And the whole show, yeah. the whole rest of the show, I'm like, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do the majority of it. We couldn't even yeah. change it enough to do it in this current mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. day and age. Even if it was a mm -hmm. revival, I don't think we could do it. Yeah. I wonder, well, first of all, what was your first introduction to this show? Like, do you remember? We talked about it a little bit because I believe we did the Tony's Rewind of this when this swept yeah. the Tony Awards in 2001. Yeah. Yes. Um, the the biggest Broadway smash in, like, 20 years, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I don't know if I even... I, I'm, I wonder if I just, like, knew who Nathan Lane was and then, like, researched what he had been in and then I found the producers but I don't even know if I remember how I found this show or this movie I can't remember if King of Broadway or mm. I want to be a producer which mm -hmm. song was I uh, this is a job for my mother if she still has this four disc <laughs> CD but it was like the yeah. best of Broadway from like 1970 mm -hmm. to 2000 like to 2000 or 2010 or something I don't remember what it was through the decades mm -hmm. but it had like Jesus Christ Superstar stuff on there and it had um Les Mis and it, it, but it had it did it had the yeah the buzz but it had one like it had the hit song from all mm -hmm. these shows and I know that one of these songs was on like one song from the show was on there but right. I don't think I really knew anything about the producers until people started to reference the producers mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it become you will notice maybe now in some musicals that have their roots to musical theater that there's mm -hmm. somehow a reference to the show mm -hmm. or the craziness of the show. Like even how the prom movie musical was filmed is the beginning yeah. of how this show was filmed, which is yeah. really fun. Like that's really, mm -hmm. I, I think that that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and then, that's you know, like yeah. even in, um, something rotten there's a um, i was gonna say something yeah. so I, mm -hmm. I, it just became a part of it and like at some point i watched this movie and once again watched mm -hmm. the movie just to watch the movie as a movie musical mm -hmm. probably as a mm -hmm. 10 11 year old was not watching for content did not fully understand i mean you don't understand yeah. you're just like cool i mean i mm -hmm. just didn't i didn't get it i also didn't understand the mm -hmm. severity of like making a joke at certain things and you have to remember right. like cancel culture all that did not exist yet when this movie right. was made right. and also did not exist when the I mean, first twitter I didn't it. really even exist yeah right so facebook just... mark zuckerberg was just writing his algorithm on the <laughs> windows or whatever like you know for yeah. facebook like... so i thought it was maybe my first introduction was really whichever song was on that best hits of broad mm -hmm. best four disc it was four disc i remember best, it very well did you say best tits of broadway best That's tits. I, <laughs> I think the show Nathan is Lane, best a little tits bit. Of broadway. <laughs> yeah he does or actually really gary beach has the best tits of broadway really is really good <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, yeah. anyway um it's funny that so we were three or four years old when the musical 
had premiered on Broadway. Mm-hmm. We were nine when the movie came out, so we were not the target demographic for the show. Uh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> rated PG-13 when it yeah. came out, but yeah. should it be rated yeah. R, maybe? I don't, I mean, content-wise, though, it's not, like, graphic. It's not, like, I don't know. The MPAA is, we could do, I mean, again, we're not a movie podcast, but we could do a whole movie episode on MPAA, on censorship. You can get away with a lot more too on stage than you can in a movie, which is kind of wild. Absolutely, but absolutely. See at Spring Awakening at, <laughs> at, at see at, see examples. The Book of Mormon at <laughs> yeah yeah. That was um, but yeah, I I must have watched this. I I think I watched this. Now I remember when I was like sick and I got it from the library. And I remember, like, watch. I was like, "That's awesome!" Oh, I'm, this is a musical. I should watch this. And I, I vaguely remember being like quarantined in my attic and like watching this, and being like, "This is fun." But again, like, yeah, you don't think of. You're not thinking about it. It, yeah, you're just like, oh, this is. And uh, I, my favorite number, which we will talk about very soon, is I think is so hysterical i still laugh at it to this day and honestly it's a it's a it's a scene that i will go back and watch on youtube because i think it's Mm. so funny so freaking funny um and i did that's another thing i want to talk about like i did laugh throughout the movie but there were also some things where i was like "Uh." (laughs) like oh that's that i know you're you're it's supposed to be funny but that's not funny but i think some of that is like just mel brooks humor uh, and I think Mel Brooks, who is like 94 years old. The other thing I want to talk about also, Mel Brooks recently got an honorary Oscar at the mm-hmm. Governor's Awards. And Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick were there. Have you seen this video, Rachel? Where they mm. sang a lot of the songs from the producers. And it was kind of awkward because they were like on a stage, not not about, they were singing as themselves, but they were singing the producer. It was kind of weird. I'll put it in the show notes. But, that is weird. Um, okay. It was strange, but they were honoring Mel there. And also they look like a lot older. So that that's it was interesting. Uh Matthew Broderick sounding ever like an angel as ever. His voice is amazing. Nathan obviously hasn't done a musical in a while. So he was I was he was a little uh you know, a little flummy. And not, a little, not lie. a little flummy. <laughs> yeah. He ate too many salty potato chips before he went on stage. Yeah. Had too much chocolate milk, I guess. Yeah. Um I yeah so I think a lot of this is still funny and I think there's some things that you could like sometimes at least for me personally I'm like if it is offensive as if it's funny then I think a lot of people can forgive it but I think I think it depends obviously like I'm if if I'm not a part of that group that that joke is about, then obviously I can't comment on it. It's not, if it's not about me, but like, obviously I'm not, I'm not Jewish. So I can't comment on like, Oh, is it's making a musical about Hitler and joking about him. Is that funny? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it, I don't know, but that's specifically mm-hmm. not the part I'm talking about. I think, yeah, the whole part about the show is like, a lot it's a lot but i think there are moments of it that are like so funny and i think you maybe could do today but i think overall as a whole i'm Mm -hmm. like no no okay let's talk quickly about the plot really quick let's sum it up for someone who's Mm -hmm. never seen the the producer's movie musical or movie musical well uh, uh, before just briefly have you seen Mm -hmm. the original the black and white gene wilder have you seen that one movie i have not 
Okay. So is it, I think, is it sim? It's very similar. It's like basically pretty the similar. same. It's not the okay. same, but it's pretty similar. Yeah. Not a musical. Right. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the jokes don't land. Right. For me from personally. The 50s. Right. So, I'm not right. say I'm not saying it, that's it didn't land before. I'm just telling yeah. you. Um, so okay, as we mentioned, yeah, as we mentioned, the movie opens up where Max Bialystok is like this famed Broadway producer who has lots of flops and he makes money from them. And he Leo Bloom comes into his office and he's an accountant and he's basically like, You're gonna owe a lot of money to the IRS. And Max is like, why don't you become a producer and we'll basically make this a flop. And well, I guess Leo is like, well, what you could do is like budget the musical for more money. And then you if it flops, you could keep that money. Is basically, yeah, so right? ba- ba- yeah, because so Max Bialystok at the beginning, the producer, Nathan Lane, um, he has been making all these flops, but he's not trying to make flops. He's trying to be successful. Yes. And he mm-hmm. is swindling all of these Old older women. women to which is a write him funny checks, which point. is so funny, but also yeah. so gross. And um, but right, to like give him all this money so he can produce. But again, another production. joke that like could have been so graphic, but it's not, and it's just so funny. Yes. I feel like yeah. fair. Uh I have my own thoughts about it, but it it doesn't matter in this moment. So we're just talking about the plot. So that happens. And then he gets He hires Leo Bloom as the CPA or uh, no, as an accountant. He's not a CPA. Mm -hmm. That's also a plot point. But anyway, and um, Leo Bloom's doing the books and he's basically saying there's money missing. You're going to owe the IRS money because you Mm -hmm. made you made more. You raised more money than your mm-hmm. production required because it was a mm-hmm. flop and you didn't need to keep money coming in mm-hmm. and it closed on opening night. Um, Which is crazy. And then Leo devises this plan, but he doesn't realize it's a plan. He's just kind of thinking out loud. And Max Bialystok is like, Oh, we're doing that. We're going to find the mm-hmm. worst play ever, make it mm-hmm. the musical, put it on stage and, or, and we're going to, raise so much money and we're going to mm-hmm. know that our show is going to close and open on the same night. And then we're going to get all the money. We're going to move, move things around mm-hmm. in the books and get all the money. Well, mm-hmm. Max Bialystok is like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And Leo Bloom is like, wait a second. I don't really want to do that. Right. And there's this like song and dance yeah. literally moment where he goes back to his accounting place and is like, I hate it here. I want to be a Broadway producer and realizes that Max Bialystok has given him that opportunity, but for a price of fudging mm-hmm. the numbers. Right. And, so, and, and then, yeah. And you, you find, yeah, that's been like a secret dream of Leo Blooms that he wants yes. to be a producer for his entire life. And, and then, then they so find this and, play about mm-hmm. called springtime for Hitler. And what's also funny is that cause this is set, it's said in the Wikipedia page, which I don't think they explicitly say, but you kind of get from like the costumes and the whatever. It's and the, set in when the, 50s. the show is running in the 50, 59. So, like, this is very close to there are people the that fought in World, World War II. II. There's definitely people. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they find a play called Springtime for Hitler. They get the rights from the writer who's played <laughs> by Will Ferrell. So crazy. 
It's amazing. Uh, the pigeons, I can't. Not um, the Heil Hitler pigeons. <laughs> no. I know. Who was played by Mel Brooks. I don't know if you knew Content that. Content warning Brooks, anti-Semitism you know. in the in this musical. Yes, true. And then they hire the director, um, Roger Debris. <laughs> so good. Um, so good. Yeah. And then played they, by Gary Beach, yeah. Yeah, played by Gary Beach. And then they hire randomly hire a, an actress who's also there becomes their assistant ula played by uma thurman ula uma ula uma so crazy it's very hard um, who ends up and, and ends up with leo bloom yes who ends up with leo as a love interest and then um they put on the musical and it's like a huge hit surprise and then they basically are going to go to jail and then they have a trial at the end and they threw the force of love and friendship don't go to jail i guess i guess i guess max goes to jail but leo goes to rio leo escapes he's the he ends up winning the whole thing correct yeah yeah uh and then yeah and then it ends it's it is a wild (laughs) comedy farce it's very i think one of the things i will say is that i don't think a lot of the things that work on stage and what made it a huge hit on stage works for the movie. That's I slapstick think, comedy. Number yes. One. The slapstick comedy. And I felt like they were like doing a comedic beat and they were like waiting for the laughter and the, mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. and the claps and everything that mm-hmm. they got on the stage. And then they would do something else or like things were just so over the top that I was like, this just doesn't feel real which i guess is like mel brooks in general but i feel yes. like it's funnier on stage I was say, Maybe young frankenstein but... no yeah. i'm sure it's funnier on stage i think you also aren't thinking about one thing i will say about any musical that has a musical or a play inside of the musical mm-hmm. that is already hard enough but yeah. you normally are seeing the musical Jones still uh-uh, Jones, but that's the movie. Yeah, this is that's the movie. Yeah. So, but I'm thinking like Phantom of the Opera, like right. or uh, there are plenty of others. So just that's the first thing that comes to mind. But typically, you're seeing a show happen, and you're seeing the reaction to that show as an audience member. You're seeing both at the same time. What's mm-hmm. happening here is you're seeing the show. <laughs> And the audience, sort of, but like not all, not all at once, and mm-hmm. in a way that like completely, I think, makes the this is crazy, this is all for the plot of the stage show, kind of feel flat. And that's when you're like, this feels actually offensive. At some mm-hmm. point, you're like, oh, this isn't, I'm not, this isn't funny anymore. And I think that that's right. your whole thing about the stage or the slapstick comedy, which in the first scene, which has so much dialogue, there is so mm-hmm. much slapstick comedy and mm-hmm. it, it's so over the top and it, I'm sure it was super funny. Like I'm thinking like, yeah. like the three stooges are very funny for that mm-hmm. kind of comedy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't read in the same way. Um, no. And the energy like, of Nathan and Matthew on stage is probably very different. I mean, it's similar yeah. To hear, but you're feeling the energy. You're not like just watching it and being like, I'm, di- it's, there's a disconnect. And I think that's partly when you're like, 
the lack of being able to turn to people in the audience and be like, is this when people are hiling Hitler, is this funny or is this terrible or am I supposed to no, feel uncomfortable and that's part of it, especially the yeah. birds. But then you get to people. I mean, they warm you up with birds and then you yeah. get to people and you see swastikas. I'm just like, this yeah. is a lot there. Mm-hmm. I think that was my 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 biggest takeaway. Um, I'm all for comedy and, and sketch comedy, which is basically what this right. is. This is sketch comedy mm-hmm. built with right. music and a musical and mm-hmm. one big comedy adventure add in slapstick, which is a lot to do. Yeah. But I um I'm all here for comedy and sketch comedy being political or being rude or being mm-hmm. gross, which is why SNL works. Mm-hmm. But we will but, talk about I, that later. But that's no. Um, but I think the hard part is that this issue about Hitler and and Germany mm-hmm. and uh, anti-Semitism and World War II and the Holocaust, like it's a big. That's a big thing. We're and we're making yeah. fun of all of it, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's an issue that still exists in 2024, whatever year we're in, 2024. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. Like, there is now a lot more history also. This is still relevant. The issue, the political issues that are issues in World War II are still issues we have in 2024, even though the war is over. Yeah. And so I want to say that I think that that's what makes this very uncomfortable is mm-hmm. if this was a different group of people or an issue that felt a little bit more resolved. We could feel uncomfortable, but still laugh at it. I don't Mm -hmm. think any of these things are resolved or they're back to not being resolved. Now my caveat, I don't think anti-Semitism unfortunately will ever be resolved. No, but what I'm saying is like the idea of like the idea of this being a political forefront, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like the gay jokes, like I think that they're funny and I think it's partly funny because there are a bunch of gay men saying that. Right. Yes, and it's exactly. funny. Like that really is mm-hmm. a musical theater. That is funny mm-hmm. to me. Is it appropriate? No, but is it funny? Sure. I think we could still mm-hmm. do that song. I think there's some yeah. other things we could still do. The drag moment. Like, I think all of that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. I'm not fine, but I, I think it's right. doable in the sense of comedy. It's like mm-hmm. this. There are big choices that are big parts of the show. Yeah. That it would be really hard to take away and still and still have the show be the show. Well, I do think I do think like anti-Semitism was a thing in 2001 as well. And yeah, but we weren't actively in a war about it. True, true. And I think social media was not a thing. So that's another reason why I think yeah. things are a little bit more heightened now because we well, see Well, we couldn't have hear... a context. I think that there I think yeah. that this would be blown out. There would be no context. You know when people right. put put right. things on TikTok and you're like where is this right. It's all like, headlines now. It's not. Well, right. and where is this like yeah. sound bite from? And then you realize it's from right. someone washing their car and it has nothing to do with right. anything. But I, I think. <laughs> oh, I hate those. But I think that one one thing I will say is Will's character. What's his name? Can you Will's tell me his name? Kind of, yeah, Will. Franz Liebkind. Okay. If Franz Liebkind was the only character who was like super in love with Hitler. And like mm-hmm. really into that, and like the songs related to him were the only songs about Hitler. It would work. We could mm-hmm. still do it today, is what I mean. Like I, 
because it's one character. It's just such a formative part of the whole show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm high on myself. Not, I mean, yeah, I, I just yeah. think that it's, it's when you make a joke to when every, I'll give you the perfect example in current day that my experience and Beetlejuice changed it. The first time I saw Beetlejuice, all of the, the musical, all of the characters made really crude jokes about sex. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single one. Mm-hmm. They changed that when they went to Broadway because it was too much. Mm-hmm. And But it's okay if one if it's one character or two characters thing. It's their thing. So it's okay. And you feel more comfortable because right. you're like, that's that character. Mm-hmm. It, this is like the a big part of the plot. Now I get that it's a satire. And that's the whole point is that they think it's going to be right. so offensive that it's going to be a flop. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm not saying anyone on this production team or like the producers right. itself are trying to be. Well, Mel Brooks anti-set. is Jewish. I mean, No, I know. And that's why it's funny. And right. there's Jewish actors singing about Hitler. And right. it's very funny. Yes. And I think it's funny. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying I don't think we could do it in 2024. Yeah, right. That was the point. I mean, could you imagine like a producer's revival in the same year like last year's like parade? Like both of those. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That yes, is what I, yes. I also think that people yeah. can't be when things are heightened, when things are serious, there can't be a like there can't be a comedy about it. When it's too serious, when people's lives feel like they're on the line, there's not mm-hmm. really a space for a lot of comedy. When it's yeah. when you think it is mm-hmm. When you when they when it's not really people's lives on the line, and it's just like terrible. There can be space for comedy. Mm-hmm. Right, right, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's transition. I just want to talk about the cast okay. for a little bit. Yes. Wow. Um, it starred time. most of the original cast of the Broadway musical, except for Brad Oscar and Katie Huffman. Brad Oscar playing Franz Liebo, Lie, Lie, Franz Franz, Franz. Um, Liebkind. Who, of course, we've talked about play, uh, played by Will Ferrell. He was unable. Brad Oscar was unable to reprise his role because he had signed on to play Max on Broadway in the Broadway run because it was still running That's on Broadway. So crazy. Um, I know. And apparently, he has a small role as the cab driver in the movie. I oh. Did not notice. Um, and Uma Thurman takes over as the role for Katie Huffman. Originally, it was supposed to be Nicole Kidman. Yeah, but she had to um, to not do it due to scheduling conflicts. I think Nicole Kidman would have been interesting. Conflict. Uma Thurman wasn't. I mean, that role. I, I don't know how I feel about the Ula role in general. So I hate I mean, it we'll talk so about it. much. Yeah, reprising their roles, of course, Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick, Gary Beach, and Roger Bart. Honestly, they're all in this in the in these parts. Like they're all so perfect for them. Yeah. I think, and it's almost like they were made for them. Like, I know there's the original movie, but, like, they're all so good in their parts. Gary Beach really takes it, takes a peek. Like, he is... R.I.P. R.I.P. Gary Beach had played Lumiere in the original production of Beauty and the Beast, and now coming to the producers, so incredible in this role. I think he's yeah. so great. He's so good. So funny. So funny. Roger Bart though makes so many small choices, like looks and and just the way he holds himself, and it's so funny. So funny. This movie was budgeted at forty-five million dollars. And Rachel, do you know how much it made? It made thirty-five million dollars. Oh no, that's terrible. Big old flop, just like just like funny boy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's terrible. 
Wow. It's so bad. Uh, some reviews I found. That's a despite lot of money. The rich, Forty-five million. That is. I mean, but the production numbers were huge. I mean, I want to be a I producer know. alone. Probably cost ten million. Um, <laughs> crazy. It's so crazy. Despite some reviews I found, despite the rich source material, the producers has a stale, sta- saggy feel more suited to the theater than the big sc- screen. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Roger Bart cited diff- difficulty in reviewing the film due to his familiarity with the 1967 film. He did state that the new version was fun. And gave it three out of four stars. Said the new movie is a success that I know. How much of a success? I cannot be sure. This last one, I just, I just had to mention this. This is crazy. Most negative reviews suggested that the performances were tuned more for the theater rather than the film. For film, Stephanie Zacharek. I don't know if that's how you say her name, but Stephanie mm-hmm. observed, "quote The producers is essentially a filmed version of a stage play." Uh, in which none of the characters' expressions or line readings have been scaled down to make sense on screen. Every gesture is played out as if the actors were 20 feet away <laughs> in real life, which means that by the time yeah. the performers are magnified on the big screen, they're practically sitting in your lap. The effect is something like watching a 3D IMAX film without special glasses. Yeah. Oh, I just love That's that. That's good. It's so That's good. a good one. That's a good reveal. Yeah. Uh, I do agree. I mean, we kind of talked about that. Like, it just yeah. feels a little over the top. I mean, mm-hmm. part of me loves the over the top numbers. Like, they just, mm-hmm. when they were committing, they really mm-hmm. committed to it. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of invested in that a little. But mm-hmm. I do think in terms of the scene work, scene work, mm-hmm. we could have toned it down. Right. Uh, and this is very different from Renee Rapp, <laughs> who... Yeah completely i mean played the same character on stage not for very long but still right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. toned all of those things into a way that was the same meaning in the musical but Mm -hmm. toned it in a way that felt the same uh and very powerful in a Mm -hmm. in a movie form in a film form and it does take i mean not everyone's a film actor right right well both but both of them should have been yeah, Nathan are film actors, so yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. And Susan Stroman, director of the Broadway musical and director of the movie, it's I think yeah. they were just like, well, the musical was a hit, so we're just gonna do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it worked a hundred percent. I do think it's a very faithful adaptation, though. Like everything is here that's from the original musical. I mean, as far as we know, we haven't seen it, but I mean, they they didn't keep besides three of the songs. songs right yeah. but besides that it's pretty faithful i will say let's talk about the music now that i mean i will say the score is kind of a there's some bangers in here like oh yeah the, the score is like really good it's kind of crazy oh the, i mean there's some the songs musical that I numbers, out, the musical numbers are over the top but like really yeah. great it's so mm-hmm. it's so good. What's your, do you have a favorite or a least favorite song? I mean, it's kind of also my MVP. Okay. So I don't know if I want to save it, but okay. I'll just talk about some other ones that I love. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I do love. I mean, A King of Broadway, which is not in the movie, but Betrayed is amazing. Is the Nathan Lane like him recounting basically the whole show? 
in the jail cell. So good. I mean, so we good. can do it. It's so great. We can do um, it. And then they did this on the um, on the Tony Awards. Is it the... Wait, where is it? I want to... Oh, Along Came Bialy. With all the old women and they're doing the tap dancing. It's so good. With, That's the, so with, the, good. Canes. with the canes. Oh, oh it's so good. There so is good. an unbelievable mm. amount of tap dancing and clapping in mm-hmm. this musical. And I'm really here for it. Yeah. There's lots of tapping, mm-hmm. um, but they're all fun. And then the springtime for Hitler, the the sequence of the musical, is just so out of this world that the 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 show women with all their show uniform and the pretzel and then the bratwurst yeah. and then it was just crazy. Basi- I was basically like the follies, but mm-hmm. she's got yeah. bratwurst yeah. and pretzels. So I was watching it and I was uh, cracking up and then I was I had to show my wife. It's like you need to watch this. And so she was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot and we both were like, I just can't believe they got away with this. Like this is crazy. Isn't it yeah. so crazy? Yeah. I will say the song that they added to the musical, the movie, You Never Say Good Luck on Opening Night, is mm-hmm. not that great. I didn't love it. I was kinda I like, didn't eh. love it either. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like the idea of it. I did like mm-hmm. the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. And then Till Him is Till Him is great. And I think a great like love story moment between two men that you don't see very like two heterosexual, as far as we know, Mm. men that you don't really see that often in musical theater. So love that. That's good. I love that. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um all of my song my favorite songs are the most inappropriate songs. The songs where I was like, we could never do mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, myself. obviously, yeah. Well, I want to be a producer is one of the best songs from the yeah. the musical writ large. But also, mm-hmm. anyway, um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Der Guten Tag Hop Klop is so good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. That's what my favorite mm-hmm. part. Like, it's really supposed to be comedy, and it's so funny and like mm-hmm. ki- the song's kind of a bop and mm-hmm. you're like it's like really mm-hmm. i i just really loved it and will was yeah he was way better than i thought he would be obviously i love keep it gay because i find it very funny and mm-hmm. so ridiculous and the butch lesbian coming in as the lighting designer is the absolute <laughs> best yeah, part of the so whole yeah. time Mm-hmm. That he's going as Anastasia, like that also is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many bits about that. Um, but yeah, Heil Myself is is probably one of my so favorites. good. What <laughs> ends up happening? Will Ferrell's character is supposed to be Hitler, and then gets like drops out or like gets hurt. He gets hurt. He yeah yes, because he they hurt. said good luck to yeah. him. Right. And he and then and then they say break a leg, and then he actually does, yes, which is why yes. I think that, that scene's pretty funny. Yeah, and then Gary Beach's character as the director steps in and plays Hitler and is so funny. Um, and that's when really the audience members turn into, oh, this show is actually funny and the show within the show is funny. Yeah. And yeah. very interesting. I do love the cuts to the audience during the first part. Then they're just, and that's when my wife was laughing the most. And when they, she'd be like, "That's me, that's me." It was so funny. <laughs> oh, it's just wild. It's so uh, wild. It really is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, And then Prisoners of Love, when they reprise it, mm -hmm. is not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. The the dancing number of um, that face, the the dance number, is so good. Like, I was just like, damn, this dancing is amazing. And obviously, Suman Stroman is yeah. an incredible choreographer as well doing i mean recently new york new york my one of my top 23 2023 albums of 2023 <laughs> It gets I've I've watched that sequence a couple of times before and it gets me every uh, single time. It so is good. so funny. I'm you do not see it coming every time and it's just hilarious. It's so there's good. this there's yeah. this bit of them like going behind a couch and they'll come each of them will come up once like one time and then together and then an older woman comes up that you haven't seen for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> to and insinuate then, that they're yes, all behind the couch yes, having sex. All, <laughs> that you haven't so seen funny. it. It's so funny. I don't know why that part makes me laugh so much. And that's the uh, comedy. Like these are the com- yeah. comedic moment moments, the comedic moments that I think are supposed to be in that first really mm-hmm. long dialogue mm-hmm. scene that just are a miss because yeah. they're so over the top. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. not so over the top where you're like, this is hysterical funny. Like this is like no yeah. one's taking it seriously. But like this is like are you mm. good? Like, are you believing yeah. yourself here or are we supposed to yeah. think you're funny? I do think it's interesting. One thing that also doesn't hold up. And, and we talked a little bit about this with love actually on our Christmas movie, <laughs> movie episode that this, I feel like the, obviously this story is told written by men, but it's so mm. told through the male gaze in my opinion, which oh, is yeah. interesting because it's directed by a woman. But I think maybe that's the point of it. It's just like it's so sexual at times and so like like the women don't really matter to the story at all. Like they're mm-hmm. just objects really, which maybe again is a commentary on like the time period of the 50s. But well, I think I it's a know. commentary on Broadway producers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. At yeah, the time, at least. Because Mel yeah. Brooks said he wrote this because he had experienced in his early years, he was working for a producer who mm. was sleeping with women to get money. And not as like a prostitute, but like sleeping with his investors to get right. more money. Right. That's wild. That's wild. Could you imagine this happening to like Great Gatsby no. producer? I'm not saying this is happening, but like the Great Gatsby is, producer, it comes out. This is why Smash was such a big thing too, right? Like because the yeah. director is like sleeping. Like the like mm-hmm. I think what it, I, one part mm-hmm. of comedy that we haven't really touched on is that the whole show is supposed to be a satire or a comedy or a commentary or some combination of that, of how ridiculous it is, is this idea of producers and the protection that producers mm-hmm. have and like what we think producers mm-hmm. are and how producers think that right. they are, right? Like having lunch mm-hmm. at Sardi's every day is one line mm-hmm. that I love so much yeah. from the um, Leo Bloom song, I want to be a producer. But I, I just, right, like I think it is like this over-dramatized moment of like a real a reality check of this is also what people do think or, or mm-hmm. do even like this this mm-hmm. source material came from somewhere yeah. um and so i think that that's part of why it's funny and also part of what it's trying to say or do for sure for sure 
and probably why it connected. I mean, it, it does feel like a very New York yes. story too, yes. which may be right. why it didn't connect with the audiences, general audience. the general audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie got nominated for four golden globes. And I think that's only because there is a musical and comedy section. I think if there wasn't, I don't know if it would have. But it got Best Musical or Comedy, Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy, Nathan Lane. No Matthew Broderick Love, which is sad. Best Supporting Actor, Will Ferrell. Best Original Song for that new song, um, You Never Say Good Luck on Opening Night, which is wild. Did not get any Oscar love. Not surprising. Um, yeah. I don't know. Awards. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there Wait, we do go. you have do you have an MVP or did you already say it with your song or no? I did not say my MVP. We can do, you yeah. do your biggest What's L it? or your MVP. I'll do well. I'll do my biggest L. I, I'm okay. sure you might be surprised by this because of what you were saying earlier. Well, my biggest L is Will Ferrell for me. Hmm, um, really, I think I think he's kind of miscast. Maybe not miscast in. In the way that, like, he is doing very over the top, and Will Ferrell is over the top. I do think it's funny, like, we're still talking about Will Ferrell to this day. I mean, this movie came out like tw- almost 20 years ago, and like, he's in Barbie, he's like, so we're still relevant. talking about him. He's yeah. at Sundance, he was at, he premiered, a, he produced a documentary about his friend who came out as trans, and he's talking all about and the trans community. Last year or whatever it was. Yeah, Yeah, two years ago. Spirited, right. So, like, I do think that's interesting that, like, he's a lasting figure within the entertainment pop culture. From SNL. Um, Yes, from SNL. But that's my point, is that all of his scenes to me just kind of feel like an SNL sketch. And they don't feel like... like, And maybe that's just, like, the character and the vibe of... The, the but to me I was like oh this just feels like Will Ferrell doing an SNL sketch not like this is the character and I think it would have been I think they should have like tried to make it work that Brad Oscar could have been in it because literally everyone mm-hmm. and Katie Huffman I, I think Emma Thurman is funny but I'm like if you're gonna get basically the original cast like get But it feels like the studio being, and I know obviously he was doing it on Broadway, but it feels like the studio being like, oh, there's no big names in this really. You need to, you need to get someone that people know. And so they got Elf. But it was 2001. (laughs) So how big of a name was he in comparison to other things? Well, 2004 is probably when they filmed it. Oh, 2005. Sorry. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. And they, I mean, he had done SNL and Elf had already come yeah, out. Elf I think Elf was 2004. Right, right. So, yeah. like, he was a pretty yeah. big deal. He wasn't, and I think his, his, like, Anchorman had already come out, I think. So, and that was I've huge. I've never for seen him. that movie. I've never seen yeah. it either, but I know it's huge. So, it's a big, it's a big <laughs> film with him. So, yeah, that's that, my I big mean, L. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I definitely think that I think that that's the character. I also think that that's what makes it not feel so cringy to watch him do mm-hmm. it is that I don't think, I think it is a bit. And that's why I think it's very funny. Yeah. And then you get to the pl- the musical and I'm like, oh God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no one thinks this is a bit yet. And yeah. no one, like, it feels yeah. like, I know it's, I know it mm-hmm. is, but it's, I it think it's harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I laughed more at like the birds than I did at Will Ferrell. And I, cause I was just like, eh, 
but birds were the birds so the good. birds made me laugh they made me laugh the a lot i was like they're so funny so funny yeah yeah <laughs> who what's your big l my big l um my big l is the <laughs> the whole movie <laughs> the whole concept i really struggle with the uma thurman like mm. the the moment yeah. the especially specifically her character not her as a person god i hit the microphone yeah. twice but um her as a person her as a character not her as a person, <laughs> as a person. <laughs> and, no, no, we're keeping all this in we're keeping all this in. yeah and i think the moment where i get the most uncomfortable is actually when she's finished painting the room um, but I mean, just because the scene is very I, I uncomfortable, my lunch. <laughs> I skipped my lunch and anyway, but I think the erection part is, I'm like, we needed to either make this funnier mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. I didn't feel like we were mm-hmm. fully objectifying mm-hmm. yeah. her. Yeah. It was just like, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of once again, like that kind of comedy, just that right. was the biggest L. It did not translate. It did not hit me. I did not find that whole part funny. Mm-hmm. And it could have been more funny. And I will say in 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 a similar vein of like making fun of women or belittling women, mm-hmm. what I do find funny is when Leo Bloom has those chorus girls in I want to be a producer. And then there's the one who doesn't look like a chorus girl. And yeah. he's kind of like, guy. Yeah. I think that that's funny. <laughs> who sh- I, I believe that, that actress plays the plays the les butch lesbian as well yes it's the same actress the same person just but what freaking hilarious so good, yeah. so yeah. good. but what mm-hmm. i'm saying is like i know that that's belittling women so it's not the fact that i'm mm-hmm. worried about or like right don't like comedy around Offended that by, it's yeah. specifically that scene did not translate to the biggest yeah. L for me well that is more yeah i i think that bit is funnier than like let's sexualize everything yeah, it is very but, funny. It's yeah. like a commentary both of yeah. what people mm-hmm. want and also what's an acceptable chorus girl. And I find it funny. Yeah. And just the also yeah. the physical comedy of it is funny. Did you like the line we're sitting down, but Ula we're giving we're giving you heart, a standing ovation. standing ovation? That part's funny. Okay, good. I I laughed out loud at that yeah. at that line. I was like, it that was, is so funny. That's yeah. funny, but it's the next. It's mm-hmm. the next scene. It's that, that scene yes. between the two yes. of them. That is mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The whole character is kind of uncomfortable. I will yes. say it's kind yes. of uncomfortable. It is. It's yeah. like ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. What's your MVP? My MVP is something so MVP. ridiculously weird. It is okay. the transition between. Um, Oh God! What's the song that the accountant's saying? Uh, oh oh, unhappy. Yeah, unhappy. that part. Unhappy. It's yeah. mm-hmm. when they start saying that into that transition into I want to be a producer and then back into mm-hmm. that song. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Honestly, genius. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Mm-hmm. It is quintessential musical for me because, and it's what Wonka it's very was early trying- on Millie. Yes, but yeah. it's what Wonka was trying to do with that working yes. song. Mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. where it's like we're establishing yeah. that actually everyone is singing, mm-hmm. and trying it's normal to, to be singing. <laughs> yeah, it nor it's normal to be singing in this space, and then he's having a dream sequence where he's singing mm-hmm. something completely different, has mm-hmm. this whole musical number, but then doesn't come back to completely break it. 
he's still back in that same song mm-hmm. that they're all mm-hmm. singing. It is a, one of the most, it, first of all, it's great. Second of all, it is like quintessential musical for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so good. And just the staging of that. And I did have to look up why um, they were wearing green visors. I figured it out, but why are they? So at this period time period, the incandescent light bulb was new. And oh, interesting. The, and it was a strain on their eyes with the very white paper. And so accountants and secretaries used to have to wear visors. Oh my gosh. Wow. Green you imagine? visors. Well, that's what glasses like blue light like glasses. What if are. I was I mean, I have a ring light staring at me right now and I could you imagine if I was just like wearing a little visor? Or you would have to oh, wear like blue light glasses. It's the same right. thing. That's true. Updated version. I have Not one sexy. blue light glasses. Not as sexy. No, I think glasses are more sexy than a visor. Um, I don't know. Great. I love that. One comment on the Uma Ula character. Uma Ula, again, they're interchangeable. <laughs> again, it's um, <laughs> is, uh, Does she know that they're being filmed? <laughs> the character? Do you remember that joke about her being like, why are you standing so far right to the camera or whatever? And I was like, wait, this is kind of funny, but also, what? Did we just like, break the fourth wall? Yes, I literally yes. almost texted you. We broke yeah, the fourth yeah. wall. Like, yeah. What? Which uh, Mean Girls, wild. the musical movie, musical did also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Um, my MVP is, again, my favorite song in the show, Keep It Gay. And it's that whole so sequence at the, the whole, director's house. The entire so sequence good. Like, is so brilliant. Gary Beach and Roger Bart are just incredible. I believe either one or both of them won a Tony for their performance. I could be wrong. I know Gary Beach did, but I don't know about Roger Bart. And it is just, it's so freaking funny. Every single part of it to me is so funny. When they introduce all the production staff is hilarious. They're just so fun. Again, Rachel was mentioning the lighting designer as the butch lesbian. He's so all these funny. different, all these stereotypical gay men come out, and I don't yeah. just mean like they're one kind of stereotype. They are all the, mm-hmm. not all of them, but they are representing mm-hmm. stereotypes of gay men. And yes. the last one is the lighting yeah. designer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a butch lesbian. So and funny. So I know what's her name? Like, oh my gosh, what's her name? Like, I don't know. Wait, we need to look I this up. So hard because that sequence just it's building, it keeps building, mm-hmm. and then he puts the wig on right after that, and it's so good. Oh my gosh, it's so good! And yeah, in it's funny because I think in the time period, there Leo and and Max are like they're not making fun of all these people, and they're not making fun of no, Gary Beach's no. character wearing a dress, but they are a little uncomfortable by it. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. the time period. But they're still like accepting, and I think that's yeah. telling of it. And I think that's that's interesting. But also, they're in a Broadway world, so I think this that's a little more like they know that like pe- there are gay people in the Broadway the community. Joke, the joke is that the song is the joke. Right. Right. And, and so that's why it's, it's just, partly funny too. So well performed, so well executed, and I think it's maybe the best like sequence of. I mean, I want to be a producer is fun and blah. Yeah, no, and all it, that, is, but, like, it is. But like, Keep Gay is just so well, so well executed as from yeah. the musical. It's so good. Yeah. The the other little part I do want to mention it's not like a full MVP, but they're the part in um, We Can Do It when they get in the car and they're both singing. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah. They're both singing on top of each other and they're like it that part in particular, I don't know why, but just musically, I'm like, this is so good. The yeah. car, I mean, obviously they're on a green screen, like you can tell they're on a green screen, but the singing part, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah, 2005. <laughs> this so movie good. came out very close to the Chronicles of Narnia, Lying the Witch in the Wardrobe, and that CGI was a lot better. So, uh, yeah, that's my MVP. It's keep so it gay. Good. So good. It's so good. Uh, um, um. I do want to mention this fun fact before we ask our last two questions. Okay. Um, on February 28th, 2016, a five-minute short film serving as a sequel to the producers entitled Trumped was released on Jimmy what? Kimmel Live with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick reprising their roles as Max and Leo. The film follows Bialystok and Bloom having formed their own political consultant business, oh which God. has since fallen on hard times. Bloom um, realizes that under the right circumstances, more money can be made from a losing candidate than a winner. They choose Donald Trump as a candidate only for him to become a political phenomenon. That's funny. I need to watch that. It's actually hilarious. I have not watched it. I just saw this blurb. Um, so we, we will link it in our it. show notes. Link but that is we're gonna watch it. Talk about something funny. like this being in the modern day. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think we could do this kind of show. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it could mm-hmm. be with the play Springtime for Hitler. Right. For yeah. Sure. Springtime yeah. for Trump, I guess. Um, <laughs> Rachel, could have James Corden been in this movie musical? And what role could he have Unfortunately, absolutely. He could have been. <laughs> I mean, in another life, like, I mean, in, in 15 years, we'll see a... James Corden is Max Bialystok on Broadway. Yeah, I think I I actually you know uh, of course that's the first thing you think is that he he's gonna be Max, mm-hmm. but then I thought, right. okay, actually I think he could be um I think he could be Will Ferrell's character, mm-hmm. um, Franz, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that would be pretty funny. Or he could be um he could be oh shoot Carmen. Gia. I think he could be Car- yeah. Carmen. Mm-hmm. That's the character I was thinking. Not to put, we've mentioned as Rachel's mentioned that James Corden plays every gay character. Although he's, as I've mentioned, he's only played one in the prom. That's the only gay character he's played. But he's it does, character. it does feel like more. But he, um, it feels like a nine yes, bajillion. In yes. case you were wondering, yeah. Cinderella, the mouse, was he gay? Who knows? Um, but I do think him as Roger Bart's character, Carmen, would be funny. I think he yeah. could. Although the pro- I think the problem with that is that I think he would do it even more over the top. And I yes. think Roger yes. Bart plays it like the perfect amount. So well. So well. Yeah. But I think like yeah. if we were thinking about casting, right? Like, if we were thinking about mm-hmm. casting now, that's who they would have mm-hmm. cast for this. And you're like, boo. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him playing Leo, though? Like that would be an interesting like change for him. You know who I think is a modern Leo is Ben Platt. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could like, see could that. Could we do, what if we did Daniel like Radcliffe. a. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe is a good one. Both of those are good. Those are good ones. Yeah. What if we did like, a, like who's a modern Bialis? I mean, obviously I think people think of Andrew Reynolds and Josh Gad, but I think yeah. that's a little too obvious. <laughs> but. Obvious. Who's a who's a more modern Max Bialystok? I, mean, I don't even know. Couldn't Brian Darcy James? 
but I but uh, if we're doing Ben Platt as oh. Leo, who's with? Oh, who's okay, with, okay. I don't even know. I don't know. That's like, a hard like, one. Like Alex Newell. <laughs> I don't know. Alex or or Jay Harrison G is, and 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 maybe and, and Ben Platt. I don't know. Ah, uh, that's a hard one. I know. Well, time it will is. tell when we yeah, have this for Bible. Exactly, exactly. Um, Rachel, do we say that this is a Lala Bland? Wah, thumbs down, or are we Lala fans? Thumbs up. Can I be a Lala? Meh? It's more uh, on yeah. the up than the down. I don't think it's bland. If mm-hmm. anything, the show is not bland. True. True. It is the opposite of bland. It's very <laughs> It is the opposite <laughs> of bland. But I'm not yeah. sure I'm a stan. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I like, I think I like it. What I've mm-hmm. seen it maybe two or three times now. And mm-hmm. like, I maybe will watch it one more time in my life. And that'll yeah. be good. I think I'll, I'm okay for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I, I think like, for yeah, the sake uh, of the question, I'm a bland. But yeah, I kind of agree with you that I'm in the middle. I yeah. think the songs make the show. The and songs think, make the show for yeah, sure. Yeah. You are so right. Yeah. And the I think tap dancing the show itself pushes me. Yeah. Pushes me. Right. Yeah. The numbers the show, are great. The, but the yeah. premise of the show is very funny. Yeah. That's so true. So I also like that. Yeah. Interesting to see if we ever get a revival of this sh- show. We'll see. Time will tell. I mean, this I is also that. kind of in the vein, as we've talked about, of like Avenue Q and. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's interesting if these things could live today in this That's climate. True. But yep. Yeah. Tell us what you guys think of the producers. What's your favorite parts? Do you like the pigeons hiling? Let us know. But Taylor, well, you didn't mention what you say every Tony's rewind and that it's from this show. Wait, what? Tony's, Tony's, oh. Tony's. Yes. My <laughs> one of my pumped. favorite lines tony's 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 is is when he goes he's having a stroke what of genius <laughs> it's my favorite it makes me laugh every we have time. to put that bit it's in the funny. show notes i can't believe you didn't mention mm-hmm. that yeah you're right i'm just gonna put the whole keep it gay sequence in the show notes it's <laughs> yeah. so good just go watch it it's so, so good. good fall asleep to it listen to it all the time yeah yeah thank you rachel <laughs> thanks hey so I want to be a producer. All right, Rachel, let's talk about our character of the week. Let's do it. Actually, mm-hmm. this week I thought maybe we should play Who Are You? In this moment. Who are you? Who this are you from what? Like who? The who? Who oh, are you? I see. You? I see. Well, licensing. Who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's yeah. the buzz? We're, have any we're, licensing? we're oh. in the middle of licensing agreement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, this is the time where Taylor mm-hmm. and I think about what have we been feeling? What have we been up to this week? That's and right. then we pick theater character thing show experience that's theater e and we name that yep. as our character of the week 
That's right. We would also love to hear your thoughts on all of the casting that's been going on on Broadway, all the shows opening, all the pictures of all the Once Upon a Mattress, Sutton Foster doing her thing, um, but also the producers, the movie musical that we just talked about for two hours. Swept the Nation, (laughs) a.k.a. was a flop. I mean the musical swept the nation for sure Yeah Um, Yes we would also love to hear your characters This week comment on our social Media pages tell us who you are This week who are you feeling what are your Vibes and we will shout you out On a future episode Rachel would you like to know my Character this week Tell me Taylor who are you Yeah, Episode 102 This week I have been feeling Lots of different things been working, been not working, been having days off. Been, um, I know it's so nice, so nice. Um, but also, you know, I do work in mental health. This character also works in mental health. We'll say, uh, on my days off, I've just been vibing with my wife a lot and getting some quality time. I feel like this character also loves his wife and gets a lot of quality time with her. And then also Hmm. my wife and I have been doing a lot of thrifting recently. And I feel like this character would vibe a thrift shop. Uh, And so I am Marvin from Falsettos (laughs) because I feel like he kind of encapsulates all those things. So that's who I am this week. All right, I had to come in here and correct myself because, uh, and you can probably excuse my baby's crying in the background, not crying, but playing. Um, I am not Marvin this week because Marvin is none of those things. He does not work in mental health. He does not look like he could vibe a thrift store and he does not love his wife because he cheated on his wife because that, in fact, I am Mendel from Falsettos. Um, Please blame my baby brain, my non-getting-any-sleep brain, I guess no one should ever have a podcast and work a full job and have a newborn all at the same time. So, forgive me, uh, but thanks for this correction. Back to the show. I love that. <laughs> when yes, you said they Marvin had a wife, I was like, it's got to be Marvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how you knew it right away. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, who are you this week? Who is your character? This week, it's just been a comedy of errors. It really has. It's been <laughs> like forward progress yeah. and eight steps back all at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. been a lot going on for my loyal yeah. listeners. Some, um, some, some not fun steps back. Yeah. So I, for my loyal <laughs> listeners, my cats went away this week, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. They went back to their owner. And that's very good, but I also am mm. sad. But also me trying to get prepared to get the cats ready was like a comedy routine in and of itself. <laughs> I went to work this week and then I also didn't I didn't work a few days this week because I had worked so much last week. Anyway, but like there was lots of things I was trying to do and I just felt like I was just stumbling over myself and it was very funny. And I told Taylor before this that I actually stumbled onto a nail. And put my entire foot on top of the nail. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We're going to yeah. hope I don't have tennis. So yeah. if someone just wants Emily to. Emily Blunt in. in a quiet place. That's who she was this week, really. <laughs> so if someone yeah. wants to check in every day for the next 30 days uh, to make sure mm-hmm. I don't have tennis, that would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to my mom, who 100% tennis, is going to call me when she, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, she mm-hmm. when she hears this part. Yeah. 
Um, but that reminds me that plus the question we ask in our every La La Bland reminds me of another slapstick material that was also mm. on Broadway. And I feel like maybe I am this one man show, one man, two governors. <laughs> and that's why I'm this week played by <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's the Tony winner. That's the show he won his Tony for. Uh-huh. He is yeah. closer to an EGOT than some other people. That's all I want to say. True. Oh man. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. One man, two governors. Wow. Incredible. Uh well, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerpod.com. Our YouTube channel, Theater Nerd Podcast, and on Instagram and threads at Theater Nerd Pod, and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>